All right. Anything you say or use can anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. <coughs> um do you have a bit? Um I saw Chainsaw Man episode three. Three? No. Or four. You didn't saw it? You, you they got to the hotel, right? Yes, yeah, so that's three okay. and four, no? Yeah, that's three and four. Okay, I saw Chainsaw Tom- Man episode three and four. Tomorrow you have mm-hmm. a new episode, so. Well, good time to talk about episodes three and four. All um, right. What's called that? That uh, who's the one that betrayed? Power, right? Betrayed him, fed him to like the bat demon. For her cat, yes. And that really admirable. At first, I thought she was fucking with them about the cat, and then it was like, no, for real, like fuck you. I want miss. I want to see my cat. Yeah, and that's one of the things that they end up bonding because he's like, yeah, I mean, I would have done the same for Pachita, so like, I'm not gonna hold it against you. Yeah, because they don't. And like, if you see how how they're like hanging out by the time they get to the hotel, like they're they're becoming homies. Like they're homies at this point. Well, especially the part where uh, with the gum, I don't know why that kind of told me like, okay, they're kind of getting on the same page slowly but surely. Yeah, children, like actual children. The fact that they uh, can be bought with a piece of gum. That's that's like the most they've had. They haven't had like more than that. <coughs> so uh, what you're saying is we need to keep their standards low. Oh, yes, absolutely. <coughs> if, you sh- if you gave them like, uh, I don't know, uh, if you gave them like a Baconator each, like I think their minds would like explode or something. For love and joy? Do just just out of love and joy, like it's 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 so wonderful, or like something out of Whataburger. Like if you gave them like a chicken strip combo from Whataburger, and like a chocolate shake from there, and like a packs of spicy ketchup, like I think they would die. Like just <laughs> from happiness just out of and joy, your excitement and happiness, because they know that it could not be replicated once again. Um, yeah, you know, I wonder. Um... Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I'm really curious to what uh, to how like it's gonna go because like I still see all these memes, all this stuff about Chainsaw Man and stuff, and I'm like, where does the story go from here? Like, how long is it? Are we gonna get multiple seasons? Um, is there like because we're starting simple, which is understandable, but I wonder how far like out we're gonna go with it. I have a theory that so chainsaw man the manga like goes to a certain point and then the story like kind of ends and then they started a second part where it's like other characters kind of still living in the world and characters from the first part kind of like show up like the people that are playing like supporting roles right now oh okay so i'm pretty sure these 12 episodes are gonna get to like at least half of that first part and then they'll announce like a second part to like Maybe like a second season to like cover the rest of the first part, first half, first uh, yeah, first part. Fair enough. No, I like it so far. Trippy in the right way. Good animation. Great action scenes. The the sound, the music works. Like for me, like I see no negatives in this at all. Yeah, uh, give it uh, give it some time because it gets amazing. But I don't know if they'll get. It's not amazing yet. Uh, it's great now, but what it does next or like what it does near the climax of that first part it's it's unprecedented 
Like I think it's one of the best. It's one of the coolest things that has happened to fiction in like years. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're setting some very high expectations. I cannot wait to see if they feel like they're met. Have I ever dis- have I ever recommended something that wasn't amazing? Spirited away. You shut your mouth. <laughs> um. Oh, breaking okay. news. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Margaret Robbie revealed that Disney has officially canceled her Pirates of the Caribbean reboot movie. Well, oh no. I mean, oh no. Oh, oh no. Shame. Um, before we start the review, I uh, I wanna I wanna take some uh, a, a couple seconds, so like a full minute if possible, to uh, pay a little bit of homage to uh, the, the late Kevin Conroy, who passed away a couple days ago. Is it this weekend? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was a yeah. few days ago. I think it was Friday or Thursday. Yeah. I think uh, I speak both me and you, huge Batman fans, and I've said it a lot of times on the show. Kevin Conroy was my favorite Batman. To me, he was way more than a voice. He was way more than than that. He played he played the role more than anyone else. I think longer than anyone else, more often than anyone else. I think it was four different TV series. No. 16 different uh, animated TV series, like 14 films, one live video action. Games. Video games. Video games. The Arkham series. Like, yeah. <clears throat> for a lot of people, when they think of Batman, he's the voice that they hear. Yeah, and, and I still do. I don't know what the cause of his death was. I did hear that he was kind of getting sick like a couple of years ago. But, man, that guy went out like, like a champ. And uh, I think it uh, it was I kind of I remember when I saw the news I kind of like I kind of like threw my phone to the side and I was like oh fuck shit because uh, when I hear Batman like I hear his voice and I hear his performance and if you if you all want to like take some time to like do some research on him he has a lot of videos where he spoke at conventions and the stories that he would tell of how he ended up on the role the fact that he approached it as like a theater performance and how he stayed up with the role for so long like it's it, it's amazing so if, if you haven't like have a, your your fix of kevin conroy there's more than enough like material to go around but uh rest in peace kevin conroy you were you were a great one and uh i don't know if you want to add something to that um i don't know if i can say anything that hasn't been said yet to call him the definitive batman is repeating to call him you know it hero to a generation is repeating and you know overstating but more than his role i think uh him as a human being he was he was just a fundamentally good dude like like we mentioned like actors and actresses that like have no hate like someone like keanu reeves or tom hanks i would argue kevin conroy you know should be on that list i can't think of anyone that's ever said anything negative about him but I can sure as hell think a lot of positive things people have said about him as a human being, as a good fundamental person. Um, if anything, he taught you be more like Batman, folks. Be more like Batman. Definitely. Um, it was. Uh, I, I I follow Mark Hamill on Twitter, and he had so many positive things to like constantly be posting and saying about him and. There's great videos of the two of them like recording their Joker and Batman voice lines together, and those are so fun. And uh, and ah, oh, it's it's great. Like I uh, I'm gonna miss him. Like fuck you, 2022. But uh, 
it's just uh, I just want to take a moment to like talk about that a bit because we took him for granted honestly like we we had him for so long and we just we kind of thought he would always be there so Godspeed Batman I always wanted to go to a convention and meet him like I wanted to get an autograph from him and now well it's another day all right it will be it'll be for another time then uh okay now since we're gonna stop talking about grief and we're gonna start talking <laughs> about Black Panther, <laughs> Wakanda Forever. Oh man, this so this, this movie. Okay, uh, right. let's hit uh, the intro. Let's... Hit the music. Yeah. Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema, and I'm Eddie. Reviewing Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is the rollback. Forever. Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of the war dog Nakia and Everett Ross and forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. So we have the sequel to the first black panther directed also by ryan coogler uh this also technically being a sequel the 30th movie in the mcu following events from uh, avengers endgame and other characters and also closing out phase four of the mcu an experimental phase if there ever was one after uh completing uh the infinity saga we're starting up fresh and we need to pick up with these characters. So, Black Panther, we are we sadly lost Chadwick Boseman, who played uh, King T'Challa, the Black Panther in the original movie and Civil War, a character that I think everyone fell in love with, like the second that he was introduced in Civil War. I mean, that's a movie that introduced Spider Man, and yet we all left that movie like, who is this Black Panther guy? Like, what what is going on with him? And then we had. Uh, the movie Black Panther, which became the first Marvel movie to be uh, nominated for Best Picture and uh, ranked up a tons of thousands of dollars and millions, and I think it made over a billion and became uh, hugely important and heavy and so, so big. Uh, a movie that genuinely felt like an event in a series of movies that all feel like events. And this movie has the unprecedented task to follow that without its lead star. This was the one movie that I felt like if Kugler and his crew was like, hey, can we sit this one out? I feel like everyone in the world would have understood it. We would have all been like, yo, it's fine. You know, take your time. Do what you got to do. And yet their effort, their energy and their want and their wish to continue this story, to continue with these characters is is, is something... That has to be admired, I think. Uh, definitely an, 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 an not an easy task. And to me, they hit it out of the park. This is a fantastic movie and a movie that generally feels like a triumph. A movie that generally represents the indomitable human spirit. And I was both happy and a little emotional while watching it because every movement felt like a risk. 
and I was worried that at some point it was going to like lose balance, and it did not. Um, so I loved it. Uh, that's my initial initial uh, as my entrance. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I remember when I found out the news that Chad Bose, uh, Chadwick Boseman had passed away. Um, I was in the we living room recording. We were recording the DC fandom, like when that news hit. I remember. Did we? Yes. What were we recording live? We were recording live, and I got the news, and I kind of like put my phone to the side and just kept talking. Oh, so, so then did you tell us during the review? I did not. No. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, I think well, I saw I, something, and then I didn't like really, really saw into it until we finished recording. I just yeah. remember. I remember coming to the living room and talking to, to Nikki about it. And then uh, I just remember my first thought was when it came to Black Panther, um, are they going to recast or are they going to move forward without him? And I just remember thinking that that was the first time I had ever thought of Kevin Feige. And I thought, man, I do not envy his position right now. Because there's a fair argument on both sides of the aisle to that. On one side... Um, you can argue that the character is too big and too iconic and too important for him to have one appearance, like, well, one film. But on the other side of the coin, you know, it's like, how do you recast Captain America, you know, post Chris Evans? How do you recast, like, you know, without going into a different person, how do you recast uh, uh, Steve Rogers without Chris Evans? You know what I mean? Um, It was the only time I've ever been like, you know what? Kevin, I don't envy you right now at all, man. I don't. I really don't. Um, and I found out uh, actually recently some news. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, in his own words, actually told friends, uh, one particular individual, maybe it was Coogler, I, I don't remember, uh, stated that he wanted the character to supersede. He wanted Black Panther to supersede him as an actor. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want people to think of Black Panther and see me. I want them to think of Black Panther and see the character. Yeah. Um, you know, and take with that as you will. But yeah, no, this was an unenviable task. Not since I think Furious 7 uh, has a director has such a monumental, like, uphill fight. I think this is harder than Furious uh, No, 7. no, harder. No, 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 yeah. harder. But, like, that's the only other time I can think of. Like, like we call ourselves movie buffs, but I can only think of Furious 7 as, like, Oh shit! Yeah. Like like a, a person has passed away. What do we do? Like how do we continue with this? Um, but no, this film was, and I I messaged you, and this is high praise. Yeah, I put this on par, like as far as being a family saga epic, on par with something like The Godfather. Like when it comes to storytelling, the scope of it, the amount of characters, how clear cut the characters are. There are characters that have like two minutes of screen time. But within those short two minutes, you understand their purpose, their personality, where they're going, and how they act. And that's no mean feat. Um, I mean that with complete praise. This film was emotional. This film dealt with a lot of grief. Uh, we'll go into more detail as we talk about the film. But um, first and foremost, this fi- the first Black Panther talked a lot about social issues, systemic issues, racial issues, you know global uh, racial issues this movie talked about grief and emotion and pain and survivor's guilt you know um but let's jump into the movie um the opening scene that the first couple parts um the movie doesn't open with the traditional you know marvel 
you know, opening yeah. the, the the Avengers music, it opens with them trying to find a cure for this disease. And Suri is, is frantic trying to find a cure, you know, they're trying to save their king instead of being by her brother's side, which is understandable. But then in the end, he passes and we get a, a really emotional funeral. And then Marvel pays respect to Chadwick in, in a number of ways, one of which by redoing the Marvel Studios introduction with nothing but Black Panther uh, footage. And it's silent. No yeah. music. A moment of silence. Similar to what they did in uh, Captain Marvel when Stan Lee had passed away. Did they? Yeah. They, they had a moment of silence at the beginning of the movie? It's the they play they do play the music and they do that that the same thing that they did where they they play the uh, the Marvel logo intro but it's just clips of Stan Lee like throughout his various cameos. Really, I didn't know that. I didn't remember that. Cool. Okay, I kind of I appreciate that. Yeah, because he died like a little bit before Captain Marvel released. Like it was the first MCU movie to release after he passed away. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Look, look it up. It's it's pretty it's pretty neat. But that one they do keep the music and I think it kind of fits him because it's like. You know, he Ooh. lived a whole life. He is Marvel. So, yeah. I mean, he deserves to have that music like playing. Yeah. This one, I'm so glad you mentioned the lack of music because this movie took a lot of moments to like really let the seriousness like grab us. Mm -hmm. And I think it was almost therapeutic for both them and us because a lot of the scenes that are for grief specifically don't have like this soaring music they do it most of them quietly mm -hmm. um when shuri and her mom are sitting at the beach it's and they're talking it's quiet when they're doing the funeral for your funerals uh it's quiet um they do this a lot during the movie and it really helps and it really works um in a way that it weirdly shouldn't because these are marvel movies they're kind of dumb but in a fun way in a super fun way um so the fact that they took the time to do that i really respect it and i really felt that weight work but it was one thing to have those moments in the movie and those moments work and the rest of the movie won't work but the rest of the movie does work mm -hmm. uh really long it's a long movie two hours and i think 30 or 40 minutes 41 minutes yeah it's pretty long um it's easily the longest non-adventures film yeah i think so and i think it was eternals and now it's this one um but i oh god i it, i did not feel the weight did not feel the weight at all i was glad to be in that world and um the scenes that hit they really hit yeah um yeah. But then in the film, so we pick up one year following King T'Challa's death. Um, and like in a simultaneous scene, uh, Queen uh, Romanda, I want to make Romanda. sure I'm pronouncing that. Which, by the way, props to, to Ms. Bennett for, for her performance there as the queen. Emotional. Like she portrayed a mother. Who, let's, let's context here, folks. Yeah. A widow who just lost her son, who's trying to comfort her daughter. While knowing about a secret grandson that no one knows about, while trying to protect uh, Wakanda and maintain its borders, while other global superpowers are like, give us vibranium. And she portrayed the shit out of that role. I think it was brave to show her white hair. Like, yeah. 
that like she is under an immense amount of pressure. No, she doesn't have to say, oh, I'm tired. You see it. Like you see, this is a woman who has a lot of weight on her shoulders. Um, and and we see this great action sequence where the US Navy SEALs are trying to, to steal Vibranium, but they get caught. Um, but then almost simultaneously, they find Vibranium in another part of the ocean. And Namor responds, and is and uh, there's a moment where uh, Siri and the Queen are having a moment, you know, to talk. You know, it's been one year since your brother's death. We should sit and talk and stuff. Namor appears uh, on Wakanda, which is nuts to them because how the fuck did you get past our defenses? And they they even say unless he can swim like a hundred kilometers without breathing, like this makes no sense. And he delivers. A very respectful warning, I would say. He could have just straight up threatened them, but he's not a villain. He's an anti-hero. He's very much, look, you are causing a problem for my people. So I need you to do these things so that we can be at peace. Because if not, if I have to come back, I will bring my army. And we have more soldiers than this continent has grass. Let's talk about Namor. Let's talk about Namor, Namor, however the fucking way that they decide I, I like it. Namor. I like that, but... You like Namor, okay. I like Namor, uh, but people are going to call him Namor the Samariner and all that shit. So he's played by Tenoch Huerta, who is, who is uh, the new pride and joy of the Mexican people. He <laughs> uh, is. He really is. So people... So he, he's been well-known for the past few years because he played uh, Rafael Quintero in uh, uh, in Narcos in the Narcos show in Netflix, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how he got well known. But uh, a lot of us know him as uh, he was in this movie called his Mexican movie called Gueros. He was in a horror movie, a Mexican horror movie that came out a couple of years ago called Tigers Are Not Afraid, and uh, he is a star. <laughs> I mean, what an image! How commanding is he when he just shows up in those little booty ass shorts with wings on his feet and you're still afraid of him? I mean, well, it's also because he's not like screaming. He's not yelling. He's not like, I'll kill you. Yeah, he's being very, I would argue, very diplomatic in the situation, being very calculated. Just look, you're causing a problem for me and my people fix it or i'm gonna come and i'm gonna fix it for you yeah you decide and then that that's the great thing and black panther they're two for two like two amazing villains with two very justifiable points i argue anyone find me a reason why namor was wrong sorry no more was wrong when it comes to like uh holding wakanda accountable like i know you all didn't know you fucked up but you did yeah. Now fix it. Give, find me the scientist and we'll drop it. Which, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, one life for two continents. Mm, mm, mm. But that one life happens to have her own TV series coming up. So oh, yes. we're going to fight. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Uh, Riri she, Williams. Yeah, but the actress. Uh, Dominic Thorne, who's going to play, who played Riri Williams and is going gonna, is gonna to have her own show. Um, I was really excited for her in this movie, and I'm not saying that I was disappointed because I was not. Uh, I think I expected a little bit more, 
or I expected maybe a little bit less and they gave me more than what I thought I was going to get. I don't know. Either way, I thought she, I think she's good. I think she's good for the role. I think she's good for the character. I like her introduction and I like the everything that they do there. I don't know if I love that they gave her like a full armor and then they just took it away. Like, uh, that to me is like, okay, then what's her show going to be about if she doesn't have the armor? I mean, her uh, show would have been one episode with that budget for all that CGI, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just playing. No, no, no. no. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, va- it's valid. Uh, I like her. She's a good addition. I do like that we're getting like a younger lineup of uh, Avengers, I guess. Uh, oh, they're investing the next 20 years. Yeah, I mean, between her, Spider-Man, Shuri, uh, Yelena, uh, Young Kate Hawkeye. Bishop. Yeah, Kate Bishop. Uh, yeah, we're, Young we're future getting, aunt yeah. lady, aunt girl. Yeah, I mean, totally. We're, we're going to get like a, like a younger lineup of uh, Thunderbolts <laughs> versus Young Avengers or something. Oh, uh, my God. Maybe the, X-Men, maybe the X-Men will be younger, too, by the time they show up. Watch all these kids get wrecked by like, uh, by like uh, an older villain. Just like... I wanted to fight the Avengers, not the fucking uh, daycare Avengers. I mean, that's I guess that's something that the Jonathan Majors Kang would say, honestly. Right? <laughs> and I'm and I'm down for it. I killed the um, better version of you guys. Come on. <laughs> um. So she's great. I I, I do like she's in. I, I like that she also brought in a little bit of the comedy, uh, which I we think, needed. Uh, that. Yeah, definitely. In a movie like this, that. we needed a laugh or two, and she provided it. She she was good. Uh, she she was fun, and uh, I do like the friendship that she forges uh, with Shuri. Uh, I had like a huge like like knot in my throat throughout the, the beginning of the movie, but then by the time they get to her and Shuri and Okoya see her, and one of them goes like, "It's is that an iPhone?" I know obsolete technology. <laughs> like <laughs> I was cackling. Like I was like I really I laughed a lot in that, that scene. You know. Um, I'm yeah. curious if they're gonna do if they're gonna pull a Steve Rogers, uh, Tony Stark, or Siri and uh, and Rui Williams are like BFFs, like homies. Yeah, and then there's gonna be something that causes a rift, and then we're gonna get Black Panther versus Ironheart. Maybe, maybe. Could I be. mean, the, the best bat, the best fights are fought amongst friends. Yeah. Um. um yeah. No, I just want to give real quick a shout out. I love this version, this introduction for Ruby Williams way, way more. I, I'm so happy about this, the way she was introduced. It felt more organic. It felt more, I don't know, well thought out. I like this. Like, like perfect introduction for this character. Definitely. Um, I was, there was like a part of me that was like, she's in MIT. Um, I was like waiting for her to be like in her dorm. And then for like Zendaya to walk in and be like, "Hey, what's up, Rumi?" Like I don't know, like yes, right? <laughs> or like for Tom Holland to just like like bump into, her, "Oh hi, hi," and then he just keeps yeah. walking. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, but anyway, that that was like I don't know. I'm kind of glad that in the same way that the original Black Panther is kind of like the original movie is like pretty locked to its own position. Like it doesn't require the rest of the MCU like constantly you know showing its head. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one did it too, and I think that was also respectful. And you know, it kind of stays stays on topic with the with the th- the thing. So yeah. we're introduced to to her. Uh, so new characters. We got Namor. We got her. Um, who else showed up in this? Uh, we got the return of Martin Freeman as as Everett Ross, who I I really like Martin Freeman. I think I, I love that he always plays a guy 
that is forcefully like shoved into into stories and into like adventures. Like he doesn't want to <laughs> no be there. No reluctant adventurer. Yeah, like he doesn't want to be there. And he always has this look of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? And like this <laughs> is it, it, it kind of freaks me out to listen to him talk with an American accent because I'm so used to seeing he, hearing him with the British accent. Mm-hmm. So uh because I watch Sherlock and I watch uh the uh fucking the Hobbit movies and uh yeah, but he's good in this. Uh I I, I like that we uh we're finally like uniting some of the points from phase two from phase four by also seeing uh Julia Louis Dreyfus show up as uh director uh Valentina de Fontaine. Uh she showed up in uh in uh, Black Widow, she showed up in the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think she showed up in something else, but I don't remember what. Um, um Falcon Winter Soldier Hawkeye, technically, she kind of turned. Oh, she turned up at the very end of Black Widow to turn uh, Natasha's sister yeah. against Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, and she's gonna be like the 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 Nick Fury to the Thunderbolts. Like she's kind of putting them together. The anti uh, the anti Fury, pretty much. Um, and, and and it's and it's pretty freaky because like right now I'm watching Seinfeld like for the first time, so. <laughs> So it, it like freaked me because it's, it's it's night and day, man. Like she's the complete opposite of Elaine Baines, and then for some reason, like I'm seeing her in this, and I'm supposed to buy her as like this super evil FBI director. Uh, when I know that she, for a fact, cannot even cannot even afford her own apartment. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she's great, and so we're introduced as like, oh, she's the director, and also she is uh, Everett Ross's ex-wife. So so she's there as well, and she's conniving. She's evil um i like how she was uh she was kind of like put into the story kind of like to bookend the fact that she's a recurring character like she's gonna be there pretty often so um so she was good uh other than that yeah go ahead i was gonna say well not only that though she also um entrapment like facilitating yeah i can't i can't say my letters facilitating like the American part of this story, like what, what's more American than like what he wants to do with Wakanda? Destabilization. Then we go give him some freedom and get the vibranium. Like you yeah. son of a bitch. I know this play. Yeah. Um, which by the way, I think I, I I want everyone to keep keep this in mind that the real villain of this movie is not Namor, it's the American government. <laughs> like <laughs> those conniving little jealous ass pieces of shit in the american government who want to steal other other countries' resources and want to do it on purpose now that now that that that, that great country does not have a protector so fuck you oh god and then um so after they after they managed to get riri um out of out of the u well they're working on trying to get her out they get jumped kind of by namor's uh people and they get taken essentially to 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 Loken? Okay. yes Loken. okay thank you I, I don't know my pronunciation on some of these um and then we're kind of show siri like he he shows her the world uh yeah. you know look how, look how shimmering splendid <laughs> it it was very shiny and very simmer, shimmering um and these shots are used later on to great effect but she he shows her like look this is my kingdom these are my people like let me tell you my story like you know how his people uh you know found the fruit how how they mutated mutants 
Um, he's was the firstborn, born with these special, you know, powers, able to live longer than everyone else. He's ruled since he was a young kid, 500 years old, but he looks like no older than 25. Um, they call him what the serpent god, the feather king, something like that. They call him a god. They don't refer to him as king or general, and that's even another point made. Um, and you understand his responsibility, much like T'Challa. You know, his people come first before anyone else, much like, uh, and. I, I know this is going to draw comparisons, but these are the only other two kings I can think of. Well, three, I guess, technically. Much like Thor, T'Challa. Uh, much like Arthur Curry. Much like uh, 10th Adam. My people come first before the world. And I will protect them at any cost. It's understandable. It's a very understandable um, motive. And again, he offers peace initially. He's like, just give me the scientist so I can put her down. And we call it a day. Because again, and and this is the the not I'm not 100 condoning this, but one life to two countries, mm, the scales aren't aren't even in this argument. But Eddie, she's funny. <laughs> no, but I then again, she has a TV her. show, so that matters. <laughs> I wanted to protect her when the second that she showed up. So like, it's all good. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I was gonna mention. Um, I love the uh, when Namor takes Shuri to to Talokan, and so they refer to him as Kukulkan, which uh, which they 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 say it refers to as a as a serpent with a forgot the word feather serpent. Yes. Uh, so a lot of this imagery and a lot of this uh, thing it's heavily based on. Ancient Latin American society and 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 imagery and it was wonderful because I grew up, you know, surrounded by that and seeing that and that is my culture. That is that is my thing. I this character was not the villain but like the rival of the movie. He was not the main character, and I was feeling like, is this how white people feel when they see Superman? Like, because I was fucking elevating like i was fucking <laughs> flying like and it happened because it happened in my theater when I was, when I was in my theater and uh uh nakia when nakia shows up uh to 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 yucatan and she's the way that she's dressed like the way that she's dressed she was wearing the glasses and when she started talking to this to to, to this woman and in a perfect mexican accent just like starts talking to her in spanish and it was beautiful. Like it was seeing uh, my culture so beautifully represented and so uh, present on the screen. It was, it was amazing. Like it was, uh, I, I could not believe I was watching something like this. I don't know if this is how people felt when they saw the first Black Panther. I don't know if uh, so it felt, but even though it was like half of the movie, it wasn't even the full movie. And I was in the clouds, man. I thought the way that they handled portraying this culture was so respectful and so so beautiful and uh uh they even spoke like a little bit of, a little bit of mixteca like like a little bit of like very traditional old uh but like before we spoke spanish and it's great because none of us know know how to speak <laughs> uh so i'm glad they had subtitles for that but uh but everything else uh man was was great and uh when that music that was playing when he was showing her uh uh talukan 
and uh, they have a pose. They have a pose with the hands. They go like this. They do the so Kamehameha. Like, yo, and, and that's great because that means that we have like an equivalent to the Wakanda Forever thing with the hands. And they do this also because they know that, that Latin Americans fucking love Dragon Ball. So like <laughs> it's... <laughs> It weirdly fits, man. So, like, when they all started doing like this, I went like, "Oh fuck, we're all gonna do that shit." We're you know what? I don't mind. Do I don't mind. We're all oh. gonna. That's gonna be our personality for the next eight to nine months. <laughs> no, okay. So I was I was checking something real quick, and I can't confirm. Yeah. Uh, so this gentleman actually learned the Mayan language for his role. Yeah. He actually learned Mayan. I didn't even know that you could learn Mayan, but okay. You can learn Mayan, yeah. I shit. Maybe I need to add that to my to my uh, bubble. Or, or, uh, you don't. It's really useless. <laughs> Just to say, I know. La- I know mine. I mean, yeah, but um, but okay. So I'm trying to remember how, but Siri and Riri Williams are able to escape. I no, they're rescued. That's right. They're rescued. Yeah. They get out, and then essentially Wakanda is preparing for an attack. Like Namor kind of shows up, fucks shit up, goes to the queen and says. I'm going to come back with more soldiers and we're essentially going to fuck this place up. Uh, Wakanda is, is bear in mind. They, they, the queen dies very much after this saving Riri Williams, you know, from an explosion, uh, you know, a water coming in and stuff. And the country at this point, you know, has no queen. The, The king just passed a year ago. The queen is gone, like passed away. The princess, very much doesn't want the throne um which it's kind of weird because like that's the second uh ruler in marvel that doesn't want the throne but anyway like the first the first is thor um but she doesn't want the throne wakanda is essentially like in free fall like what do we do they're evacuating the city uh enacting all defenses eh? Eh? no fuck you then not to entertain you people um, <laughs> um and and siri uh finally with with the and i thought the say i thought it when he gave her the 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 wrist thingy yeah i was like she's gonna use that to recreate the the juice she, she, yeah. she's gonna use that and uh siri takes it so she can become the black panther and she has her vision but it's and I, I was wondering i was really curious are they gonna you know uncanny valley chadwick boseman but no i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they didn't and i did not expect it at all i'm so glad i did not get spoiled but michael p jordan returns for that scene in the in the astral plane and I was like confused for a second because I went, okay, shouldn't she be seeing her mother? Like Chatwick saw, I mean, uh, T'Challa saw his father uh, uh, when Killmonger had it in the first movie as well. He also saw his father. And then the movie turns. The movie turns because they can't make Shuri exactly the same as T'Challa because she's not the same, she's different. And I was afraid that it was just going to be copy and paste. Like, oh, she's noble and she's good. She has her best interest, the country's best interest in mind. It's all good. No, she's consumed by revenge. She, she just wants to kill him. Yeah, she got Peter Parker like in No Way Home. Like, she had to lose everything. 
that she loved to have the development. <laughs> what? I just realized something. What? Peter Parker got Tony Stark, and Tony Stark got T'Challa. Who was the first feel, one to lose their parent and they saw them die? T'Challa watched like, his father die. Then Tony Stark like watched my, the tape. I feel like we're just confused. We're, we're giving everyone an aneurysm. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> if you go backwards and you want to watch kids watch their parents die, T'Challa's the first, then Tony, then Peter, and now... Does Namor count? I don't think Namor counts. Then Suri. Anyways, so Shuri got like they do this really, really smart thing, but they do it like near the end of the movie. I can I, I I like how some of this was growing throughout the movie. Uh, but they do this thing where like she's kind of she gets she becomes a blood the new Black Panther. She gets consumed by this uh, hate and this anger and this thing, and that's why her vision is is uh, uh, Killmonger. He shows up and he tells her like, "You're gonna be like me. You're, gonna, you're just one bad day away from being me." Uh, and it's it's heavy, you know. And I kind of wanted to see what they were going, and they did. This is the same thing that they tried to do in the Last of Us Part Two, and it kind of didn't hit as well as it should have. And this is the thing that they do in the last season of Attack on Titan, where it really worked, and I think it really works here as well. They, she goes completely in wanting to kill him, wanting to kill Namor, wanting, wanting that vengeance, wanting to, in the name of protecting her, her country and her people and her, her, her place. But she can't because they're the same. They are the same. And if we had seen Namor's side, like exclusively his side, he would be, he to his, to, if we had just seen him, he would be the hero, you know. Yeah, and and that's why I think uh, I think this portrayal really works. And like just uh, just like a, 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 if I can go off on like a small tangent, thank you for not killing him. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Like we were so close to you know they could have just killed him and be like, okay, we gave him one, we gave him a Mexican, okay, back to everything else. No, thank you. Oh, well, I'm no, so they're still alive. Well, no, they know there's money in the, in that uh, in that Mexican American market. They know there's money. They, in, they in know South we're gonna market. show up. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh no, we're a reason. We're I guarantee you, we're a good reason why uh, this thing, this Black Panther, had the biggest opening in the history of a November opening. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in saying that we contributed <laughs> a bit to that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh. Um. I could not get tickets for like the first first three days. That's why I saw it on Thursday. I mean on Saturday. Jeez. Um, you know what's crazy? Yeah. I went to go watch it on a Sunday night at ten o'clock, and that theater was fucking packed. Jesus. At ten That's o'clock awesome. on a Sunday night, that theater was fucking packed. That's amazing. It's that nuts, is awesome. Man. It's nuts. Um, <sighs> but then we get this climactic fight scene—a a good fight scene, mind you. Uh, between oh wait, real quick, I want to mention one thing real quick. Uh, Mumbaku, uh, who's kind of I would argue the old, he challenged uh, T'Challa to a fight in the first uh, Black Panther film, you know, for the throne. Yeah, gets his ass whooped. T'Challa spares him. Is like, come on, let's be homies. Let, let's let's be allies. Yeah, uh, Mumbaku. He he even said tells Shuri, I promised uh, T'Challa I would counsel you. I will look out for you. Like you know, like your blood of yeah. my blood, and. 
it's nuts because he acts more he's the hothead he is the vegeta and he even says at one point this is not the smart thing if we kill him eternal war will break out and i'm looking out for the future of my people it's very clear sir does not want to lead like the country she wants revenge and he's trying to talk to her negotiate for peace we can talk for peace please consider it yeah um but then we we get to this you know big third fight action sequence which thankfully does not end with a laser beam in the sky um it ends with the initially though you know team wakanda they were just gonna you know get namor depower him run and then you know hopefully negotiate for peace nope nope no 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 it turns into an all-out fight in every fucking direction from Riri williams's uh iron heart getting involved to like these weird wakandian iron borderline iron man suits getting involved to um syrian namor just throwing hands among hands on a on a beach hard um and bear in mind they even say it like he's he might be as strong as the hulk they depowered him somewhat and even then Suri's having trouble holding holding him off mm-hmm. um and we get a great a great fight sequence. Definitely. Uh you know, the fight scene between uh uh Black Panther and Killmonger in the first movie is one of the most criticized aspects of that movie. Um they said that it looks fake, the CGI looks ugly, that it, it didn't age well. I rewatched Black Panther recently, like just in preparation for this. I watched it on my TV, like with the lights off. And Disney Plus allows you to set the movie either uh, on widescreen or on, like, kind of for IMAX. Like, some scenes will, like, go full screen for a bit. And I thought it looked fine. Like, uh, I thought it looked okay. The, you know? Uh, honestly, I, that fight scene looks terrible. Really? But to me, I, when I saw it, it looked like something out of a, like a slow video game. Yeah, Which they kind do. of pissed me off because the rest of the CGI looked amazing. Yeah, because like the rhinos look great and stuff. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the fight scene in, with the train when it went between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it looked that bad, but maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe I was just feeling it and I was just having a good time with the movie. Uh, I'm not saying it looked amazing. Um, like, yeah, they do look like a little plasticky. Uh, but this one, when they're fighting at the beach, first of all, thank God they're fighting on bright the bright day, uh, and we can see what's happening. Uh, but the move, the fight feels heavy, like emotionally heavy, uh, like to the point where, like, when she gets stabbed, like we know she's not gonna die, but like it feels really strong. And then also uh, when she like burns his back, like I was afraid. Oh, you but thought I he might how, die? Yeah, because I was like, no, come on, we just got him. Like, like we just got one. I don't want to wait for Blue Beetle. Like, just give me him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, mama's way. And and I was just, uh, and, but then they do this wonderful thing where she kind of like stands over him and just goes like, yield. Just yield. And Wakanda will protect your seas. Like, like ah, Yes. That's a king. That's a king with diplomacy and strength and and charm and and she she did it she did it so well. Um, 
so uh so she good good climax really enjoy the climax uh every like couple of seconds i was i was like is this about to end and then when they got into the ship and the ship started blowing up from the bottom and oh my god it was it was a lot i did uh, i do have two like little not negatives but like two things that i didn't love about the movie uh, we can get to those like in a bit, but uh, I like the climax. I thought the book climax was was, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what were your issues? The the two oh. things. Uh, two things. One, little too many slow mo shots for action scenes. Little too many. Um, I uh, it would be hypocritical because I criticize Zack Snyder for this a lot. It would be hypocritical for me to be like, oh, I like it now. Like, no, it's it's a thing that I don't enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, honestly. It feels... Uh, th- there were a couple of scenes that I thought you used it uh, correctly. Like, the, the scene that I thought was be- was the best was uh, when M'Baku was about to hit uh, Namor, and he just, like... He was on face, like, the staff broke on his body, and he just turns around and, like, punches him and, like, breaks the armor and sends him... For- that scene was great. <laughs> That scene I thought was great, uh, but the rest I thought was um, uh, it was not pandering, but uh, I'm I'm just like it, it, it's it's Kugler flexing. It's what it is. It's it's Ryan Kugler flexing, and honestly, like I don't mind it, but to me it was a little too many. It's not it's not an effect that I particularly love. Uh, so to me that was like a little too much. Uh, the other thing is that I do think the climax ends a little too fast. Like uh, uh, Shuri and and Namor show up to the ship, and they're like, "We're stopping the fight. We're done. Okay, time to go home. Time." <laughs> yeah, I, like I remember thinking, like if I was one of those soldiers and one of my friends died, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Just because I, you all made up, let's finish. This. I would have been. I, I would have been like, "Can you have? Couldn't you have made it here like five minutes? Like my buddy just died." Like <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, can you imagine being like the one soldier that like died a couple seconds before they stopped the war? Like, like man, they had a future. Do you have any idea how many bodies we have? Yeah, I think I think they say at one point, like, let's see how many of them we can take with us. Yeah, which I mean, I'm Uh, a robot but foolish. Um, Yeah, and then uh, they kind of leave on uh, in in somewhat of an uneasy alliance. Uh, Nemora, uh, Nemora's sister, I believe, her cousin, even says, like, why did you make peace? And he says, like, because, like, they're, it's a smart ally to have. The world yeah. will come for them, and they'll come to us, and then, you know, go from there. Which shows Nemora isn't necessarily a good guy, but he's a good king. Yes. Which, I mean, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that yeah. over blind morality any day of the week. Um, definitely um, he really does uh, play by its own rules and but he does know that allyship is better and he, he even suggested it at the start like that's what he wanted even if his people don't find it you know it's the best like he will speak for them because he, he knows he knows what's better for them um, so yeah he oh my god uh i i I don't have enough good things to say i like i said i do have a couple of of uh of picky things i have one final statement that i want to do before we move up to like final thoughts Mm -hmm. but uh before that you know you go you 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 take take the next train like yeah no um 
Well, uh, do you want to talk about the 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 last two scenes, or do you want to wait? Uh, you go. You go. So uh, the last two scenes of the film are arguably two of the most heart wrenching and powerful ones. On one side, um, you have uh, Siri going to Haiti and uh, burning her clothes to signal the end of her mourning period. Um, yeah. She's she's burning her clothes and crying. Yeah, like you know, letting it out, and it's cool. There's a moment, there's an actual minute of silence around that time where they show, you know, Chadwick Boseman and her, and it's a bit of a tribute, you know, in that moment, but yeah. it is silent or silent as a can be with the exception of like the wind. Um, so there's that scene. And then there's the mid credit scene, um, which is probably the longest mid credit scene I think ever. Um, uh, T'Challa's son is introduced. Mm-hmm. And initially, when, when I saw that kid in the background, I'm like, oh my God, there's some there's some like five to ten year old boy right now that doesn't realize he's gonna be rich in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they do a time jump, which I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, we get introduced to even if they don't, that kid is gonna run the convention circle for the rest of his life. Son of T'Challa, done. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I like how they addressed uh, why Nakia wasn't at the funeral with that. Um, I don't know exactly how introducing a kid. I, I don't want to like uh, put myself in the shoes of anyone else. I don't. Uh, I don't uh, know, but. Uh, I don't know if I ensure position insurance position. I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't know. I don't have nephews. I don't have nieces. I don't know uh what that kind of relationship is like. Um but she seemed pretty affected by it. Uh I don't like I said, I don't know at all uh how that scene I mean it's it's a neat scene. I don't know how emotional, emotionally. I don't know if it helped her grief. I don't know if it helped her move on. I don't know exactly. Uh, I mean, that kid is gonna have like the coolest aunt in the world, but I don't know exactly how you know what he's if he's gonna show up again. Even you know, oh, he will. Uh, Come on, he will. Not if it's when. Yeah. Again, that might be the that might be the the Black Panther that our kids will see when we're older. Maybe, um, maybe. Um, but right now, I'm happy with uh with Letitia Wright as uh, a Shuri, as the, as the new Black Panther. I wanted to make one final statement before we before we finish. Sure. Um, just to like you know, okay, we're we're finished talking about uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, let's talk for one second about the future. Okay. Um, the next two that we they announced that there's going to be two new, two more Avengers movies, uh, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, and then Avengers: Secret Wars. They announced that the first one, uh, Avengers: Kang Dynasty, will be directed by the Daniel Destin Critton, who directed uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I think is a solid choice. Shang Chi was great. There's no director announced yet for Avengers: Secret Wars. Coogler, give it. To Kugler, <laughs> Marvel, Disney, give it to Kugler. This man had the on 
unshakable task to continue this movie after a, a horrible tragedy. And he did it with flying colors. This man is 36 years old. Okay? He is a child. And he is talented as fuck. Give it to Kugler! Let him direct this next movie. He did... All of his movies are, like, amazing. This man does not miss. Why is it... Give it to him! Okay? There it is. I said it. That's, that's all I was going to say. Just... Give it to Kugler. He will do it. He will make an, an, an amazing, gigantic, big-scale movie. I have no doubts in my mind that he would do great at that. What's called? I, you know, Kugler seems like after this film, he seems like the only logical choice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Because he shows he can balance an epic. Definitely. Like, like, I think this is fair. Like, I think it's fair to call this damn near like an epic i think that's fair yeah yeah uh also people forget he directed creed creed was fucking incredible he directed the first black panther he directed fruitville station which was a fucking gut punch and he's so young and he's so talented i'm so jealous of him and uh and he's buff also like is he man's, man's fit does he work out with his homies i have no idea but man's fit Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Final thoughts on on uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think it's great. I think it's a great closing to this chapter. I think it's a great it works great as a, both an MCU movie as a Black Panther movie and as a uh, moment uh, as a great movie that introduces new characters that are going to be part of this uh, of this little toy box for like uh, for like a long time. And also, it manages to be a touching tribute to its stars. So, it's hard to succeed just doing one of those things. And this movie succeeds in all of them. So, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I think it's damn near perfect. Um, you know what's crazy? Also, this film didn't diverge much from the original uh, script. Um, at least in, in themes. So, like, Namor uh, was, was meant to be always going to be in Black Panther 2. That was the plan. But yeah. the conflict was going to be more on uh, Namor and T'Challa dealing with the outside pressure of the outside world. T'Challa trying to protect his kingdom. Yeah, you know, it, obviously they did adjust the script, but it's nuts how much of the original kind of made into it. But uh, no, that said, final thoughts, man. I wish I had some negatives to say, like just so it could be like, oh, you're showing favoritism. Like, no, it's just I don't have anything really negative to say. Like. Solid action sequences, great effects. Um, the fight scenes are solid. Like, I, I don't have a negative. I, I can't find one. Um, a film that lives up to its predecessor and does everything it had to do. It was a daunting task. Uh, a, A for me. Um, wow. And again, and I, and, and I mean this in the most high, highest way that I can. This is, and this is just my opinion. All right. Mm -hmm. Just my opinion. To me, this is uh, damn near on par with The Godfather when it comes to like a family saga epic. Like this is what fucking Star Wars wishes it could have been. 
We spent almost the entire review without comparing it unnecessarily negatively to other things, and you had to throw that in. See, (laughs) I'm saying it's better. I'm saying it's good. I was going to sit here and be like, wow, in like half of the movie, Namor is a better protector of his people than Black Adam was in his whole fucking movie. But I decided to not throw that in. But since you want to compare, sure, let's fucking compare. Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) All right. So that is our review of Black Panther Wakanda forever. We're going to have our hands full in the next few weeks. Because there's a lot of shit that showed up on streaming that uh, that we have to we have to review. Um, I saw your you know, a couple of the reviews that you posted on YouTube. Well done. I have to catch up with some of those movies. I have to watch uh, things like Enola Holmes and and Wendell and Wild and uh, and some other shit. What the hell else am I watching? Uh, I don't know. I'm watching more stuff. Anyway. Uh, fuck, even that Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie that showed up kind of looks good. Okay. Um, so keep keep your eyes on for that because we have a lot to cover. Hell yes. All right. Anything else you want to add? No. Uh, well, folks, my first episode of the Star Wars Experiment should be up on Friday. I already recorded it. I just got to edit it and put it out. This week I get to watch the Clone Wars. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, no. Indeed. Sorry, I'm talking to the clones. Attack of the Clones is my least favorite Star Wars movie. See, why isn't it Phantom Menace? Because Attack of the Clone, because Phantom Menace has some scenes that are like good. Like the fight with Darth Maul and the Duel of the Face is fucking great. Attack of the Clones to me it commits the worst cardinal sin, which is that it's boring. It's slow. It's boring. I will be the judge of that. Yeah. Yeah, do let us do let us know. <laughs> All right. Well, that should be it. Thank you so much for watching. My name was Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was the rollback. Signing off with our reminder to I ran out of reminders. I had them on a list and I already used all of them. So uh, respect your homies yes go see elders but the elders don't always deserve respect no yeah absolutely you know what that's your reminder hey folks here's your reminder old people don't always deserve your respect there you go that's fucking great (laughs) bye buddy